What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In Ohio, a car thief had the tables turned when he was hoisted 20 feet in the air by a forklift. Somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, a theft aboard a Carnival Cruise Line leads to the arrest of two passengers. And the Florida Man games are set. And Mike is going to fill you in on exactly what all that is. These stories and more are coming at you today, Thursday, November 9th, on Real Life Real Crime Daily. And I am Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Thirsty. Thirsty. Very thirsty. Thirsty Thursday. Extremely thirsty. A parched Thursday. Parched Thursday. Parched Thursday. Thursday. Yes, Going to require many ounces Yes, it is. Well, hopefully they're thirsty for some crime. So I'm taking my youngest to the country this weekend, and I wonder if going to break in his liver this weekend. I was going to um, see if he can drive me between here and there, so I could drink all the way. <laughs> well, you know, thirsty, thirsty. didn't we do yeah. a dumb criminals on that? <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. You don't want to be in an episode of dumb criminals. Yeah, right? yeah, he's just a little too young for that. Almost. Well, you know, strangely missing this week from our normal commentary before we talk about crime is the miserable Alabama-LSU game where LSU was absolutely robbed of another win. Yeah, and then I'm, I hate to say that I took Alabama minus three. <laughs> My heart wouldn't let me do it. Now I'm kidding about the rob. You know, Alabama, uh, they, they they played great. Uh, and, yeah. and yeah. It always happens. Saban is the best That's in right. the history for a reason, but he's the best second-half coach. And everybody thought it was, it was okay to the second half. Targeting. Like, By the way, our targeting. football <laughs> prognosticating looks like it you know, we hit it on the nose there with Michigan and Harbaugh there. So yep. we don't we don't get credit for our sports reporting often. Yeah, but so, uh, you know, we have an eighty some percent female, and I get that. And oh, by the way, congratulations on your starting quarterback being out for the season. Which 
Which, well, Daniel I'm actually Jones. I don't want to win another game. This is this is yeah, rooting, wants draft rooting for draft picks at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, crazy. But let's get into some crime time for Thirsty Thursday. All right, and our first story is in Ohio. An attempted thief was stopped when a junkyard employee used a forklift to lift the SUV in the air and hold it there until police arrived. And y'all, when we say in the air, it was 20 feet in the air. By holding the vehicle so far off the ground, the employee was able to keep that suspect from escaping while they waited for police to show up. According to the owner of the junkyard, this wasn't the first time that Alexander Funk, as his name did come out, and we'll get to that in a second, had broken in. According to one junkyard employee, the last time Funk broke in, he managed to escape before being arrested. So we don't blame them one bit for breaking out the old forklift. It's not exactly a conventional method of holding a thief until a police arrive, but it did work. As they say, modern problems require modern solutions. We at Real Life Real Crime Daily are happy that they released the body cam footage so everyone can enjoy the following clip of the exchange between our criminal, who self-identified himself as Mr. Funk, and the police. So here's what that sounded like. Get back, sir. The patient is pamphleting on the floor. All right, man, get out. Turn around, put your hands behind your back, all right? Yes, sir. Stand behind your back. Yeah. What's your name? Mr. Funk. What's your first name? What's your name, bro? My name is Mr. Funk, bro. Okay, what's your first name? Bro? Um, I, None of your business, bro. Well, it is. No, it arrest. isn't, bro. Well, for what? I was running from someone, bro. You were? Yes, I was, sir. Right, so here's the thing. If that's the case, you're going to be, you have, you're compelled to provide your ID. And if you don't, I don't have an ID, bro. You're compelled to tell us your name. My name is Mr. Funk, bro. What's a lie? Now you're under What's a lie? I don't What are you talking about? My name is Mr. Funk, bro. That's not a lie, sir. And don't Call me a liar, bro. Relax your name. I am relaxed, bro. So when I'm what, bro? I'm literally running from someone, bro. You don't know me, bro. Go through it. Let's walk back here. Now, after hearing that, <laughs> Mr. Funk, Mr. Funk, Mr. Funk, bro. After bro, after hearing that, I'm thinking this guy may need some anger management classes added on to his sentence. But the sight of the Murano suspended 20 feet up in the air with the thief still inside is something you're going to want to see with your own two eyes. You can't just hear that. So as Woody Everton would say, we will post that video on Facebook. Yeah, let me tell you something. And I promise you, one of my pet peeves, other than spitting on the ground in front of me, because that's a street sign of disrespect, if you call me bro, I'm pretty sure I've earned the title officer detective or whatever, but you call me bro, 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 bro. Yeah. Boy, they better be glad they had cameras around because I, you know, first thing I just said, Mister, you didn't come from, you didn't come from my mama or daddy. Yeah, that might have been a bro record. He rattled off a lot of bros. Yeah, he owns that and probably meth. The funny thing is, you know, he was suspended 20 feet in the air because he was trying to steal a car, but he got very offended when you accused him of lying. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) You calling me a liar, bro? Bro. Bro, Mr. You can funk. call me a car thief, but don't call me a liar. He owns that funk name. Yeah, he does. Boy, you know, he grew up with some funk. Well, Mr. Funk's about to be in jail. 
Well, that happens. Oh, y'all, look. Home of Louisiana. Oh, way down south in Cajun country. And y'all, the Louisiana State Police are investigating the death of a suspect who was in custody of the Home of Police Department. An unidentified adult male died after consuming multiple bags of drugs being and being tased by a member of the Home of Police Department shortly after 5 a.m. on November 3rd. What began as a traffic stop on Louisiana Highway 3040 became a scuffle between an officer and the unnamed man who attempted to flee on foot. He was tased and then placed in the rear of the police car, the state police said in a release. The man began consuming multiple bags of narcotics to conceal them. State police would not identify him at this time. He was removed from the vehicle and became unresponsive, and the Home of Police Department officer began life-saving measures while paramedics came to the scene and asked what the narcotics were. State Police Public Information Officer Ross Brennan said tests are still being conducted. He was transported to the hospital where he later died. I acknowledge that we had an in-custody death that occurred as a result of a traffic stop. Home of PD Chief of Police Travis Terrio said, we immediately contacted Louisiana State Police to conduct an investigation. Now, stories. Um, and I, I don't know if I did this on the original or not, but I caught a uh, truck on somewhere down by Lizard Creek or whatever, and they had a big hydrous ammonia tank in the back, and one of the guys... I was riding in the back with the tank to keep from rolling around was a, a young man with red hair. And I'll never forget it. Cuff him, put him back in the car. We had to call out the DEA and all kinds of shit. And it just happened like 45 minutes later to go to the car and check on him. And that dude was, first of all, he lied about his age and his name and everything else, but he was foaming at the mouth mm. and all that shit. What happened was when we pulled him over, <clears throat> he had a bag of meth and he ate it. Didn't really work out for him. The I had to call an ambulance and had to go to the hospital. Unfortunately, afterwards, and it turns out he he was only seventeen. He lied about his age and his name because he had warrants. But he uh, they got to the hospital. His heartbeat was a hundred and eighty times a minute. Jesus! They loaded him up with uh, dude was running shit tons of downers, and and he ended up living. And I ended up really? I ended up arresting him as an adult later on and putting him in prison or something else. But this happens. I mean, uh, but I this this was weird in that. I mean, was this guy cuffed? If he was That's cuffed, I was about was about he? to say if he was properly cuffed behind him, which he should have been, especially after fighting or trying to run. Uh, but you know what? Though it's really easy. Uh, and it really, another pet peeve of mine was when people would be in the back of my car, and I'm you know got to deal with the tow truck or whatever. And I got him cuffed behind. A lot, a lot of people can slide their cuffs around to the front. So maybe that's what happened here. I don't know. But you know what? You should have ate a bunch of dope. That's right. Bye-bye. Definitely shouldn't have. Yep. Man, have I been living in Florida lately. Yes, you have. Don't you hate it when somebody comes up with a great idea that you think you should have come up with first, that it's kind of in your wheelhouse and yep. you should have come up with it? Well, I do hate that. This is that kind of story, because we're going to talk about the first ever Florida Man Games, and those are set for February 24th, 2024, 
which, by the way, is just a week before our shark protest at SeaWorld is scheduled on February 30th of 2024. Uh, Our Um, design include Woody. (laughs) Fuck a shark. (laughs) Woody just hasn't gotten the joke with the whole shark. It's scheduled for February 30th, 2024. Is that a leap year joke? (laughs) Well, leap year only is 29. So there's never been such a thing as a February 30th. Okay. But well, now that's, this, that's my now our six dumbest fans who were going to show up at SeaWorld that day yeah. <laughs> are no longer going to I show up. I would have been one of them if you uh, okay, had okay. been protesting platypuses or something. Uh, okay, so, which have poisonous uh, feet there. Right. Uh, the Florida Man Games are set for February 24th, 2024 in St. Augustine, Florida. And this competition is unlike any competition you've ever heard of. The Florida Man Games originate from the bizarre news headlines that seem to come out of the state of Florida often. Florida Man Games founder, a guy by the name of Pete Melfi, is no stranger to these wacky headlines as he has covered them for many years. Melfi had a vision to convert strange viral, quote, Florida Man headlines into a hilarious competition, and the Florida Man Games were born. There's definitely a common theme that's going with Florida Man. I tried to think of a way that we could encompass that Florida man into an event, said Melfi. After we were talking about the event, it kind of evolved into, well, how do we make this a competition? How do we find out who's the best Florida man out there and the best group of Florida men out there? So the Florida Man Games features five main competitions for teams. You won't find games of tug of war or balloon toss challenges or anything like that at the Florida Man Games, but you will find an event called a catalytic converter, two bikes, and a handful of copper pipes race against time. (laughs) While I was thinking of the courses, like I said, I've covered these stories forever. I just tried to think of some of the most common things with Florida men, said Melfi. There's often catalytic converters uh, involved in these things in Florida. We've got a big problem with stealing copper down here. I tried to encompass as many of these things into the competition as possible. Another unique competition at the Florida Man Games is the evading arrest obstacle course. In this competition, <laughs> nice. participants will be chased by real police officers who volunteer they to participate. Should, they should let the canines chase them. I, I was definitely surprised by how many we got, Melfi said, of police officers who volunteered. I have a great relationship with our St. John's County Sheriff's Office, and our sheriff, Rob Hardwick, is great. He loves getting involved in community events, and he's a fun guy, so it was a really cool fit, and they offered this, and uh, so many people are willing to take part in it. It's great. It's something we're really, really excited about. Other events at the Florida Man Games include a weaponized pool noodle mud duel, Category 5 cash grab, and a beer belly Florida sumo wrestling competition. Nice. 16 teams of three to five members each will be chosen to participate in the games. Melfi said the event has already received well over 200 applications for competition. The best of the applicants will be asked to submit videos for their teams. Some teams have gotten ahead of the game by sending in wild videos ahead of this. We've got one from a guy who pulls a live alligator out of a lake in the video just to submit um, that uh, that he qualifies for the game. So, uh, but please don't risk your life to enter this thing. He added, "We're definitely looking for wild people, but not for you to risk your life." The deadline to submit your team application is November fifteenth. So, um, I am so mad we didn't do this. We could do it for Louisiana, though. But I'm pretty sure they're not insured. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, sign sign waivers. Lloyd's of London. Sign waivers. Yeah, but that waiver. Yeah, 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 sign waiver. Somebody's still suing you. Well, we're not going to do like race the alligator, but we could do 
you know, we couldn't do anything with poisonous snakes here. We could have people race, uh, swamp, swamp racing. We would do, uh, well, they got category five cash grabs. We could do generator stealing. uh, (laughs) That'd be good. Generator stealing. stealing. How about, uh, uh, who can eat the hottest crawfish? That's good. Uh, That's good. uh, Shit like that. That'd be good. Or uh, hot sauce chugging contest. Beer beer keg. Hot uh, sauce shots. Oh, yeah. Hot shots. Swim. Yeah, we could come could up with some good stuff. Swim could tell you something about that. Swim won $100 eating a, uh, a, I forget the name of the pepper the other night. Oh, they got God. it. I grew in my garden last thing. year. Oh, it was it was bad. Uh, uh, but I just know with all my training, chemical core and everything else, and freeze plus P, I just you not to panic. It took about 20, 30 minutes to go. We made 100 bucks. Well, this guy, Melfi, missed an essential event. I mean, how could you not have these souped-up uh, golf cart races? I mean, that should oh, be— Oh, yeah, so they need to get P- Pinellas County involved. Uh, um, yeah. They should have consulted us. We, we could have come right, up with right, better stuff for right. them. So that's why the Louisiana Man Games are going to yes, be better. Louisiana, Louisiana Man Games, we're going to be average. We'll and be actually, I think we should make them Louisiana People Games because— Right, because we're not— Because yeah. women have a right to compete here as that's well. Right. and. That would make our idea significantly different than the Florida a, idea, and we a, wouldn't have a dipping stolen. and swallowing the your dip contest. Yeah, there you go. Male or female? Male. Swallowing your. I had a, a roommate in college who smoked Copenhagen out of a bong once. Really? Yeah. I bet that didn't. He work got out sick in about six seconds Holy after he took cow. that thing in. Smoked right? it out of a bong. That's yes. crazy. It was Brucey. Hey, Bruce. I never should do Copenhagen. Always made me sick. Copenhagen makes me feel so good. Yeah. That's a. That's, what was an ad? That's some old Chris Ledoux for yeah. you oh, yeah. country oh. fans out there. Oh, a worn out tape. Worn out tape. Lonely women and bad boots. boots. Seem to be the only friends I've friends left, left it all. That's right. All right, rolling on. That was a good line. All right, that's excellent. Well, you know, uh, cruises. Let's talk about cruises first. Yes. You ever took a carnival I, cruise? I have took many a carnival cruise. Mike cruised. You I don't went know on a if I've boat, done on. Carnival love boat. I used to be like a carnival. Soon we'll be making a lot of right. love. I had a thing for Julie. I had a thing for God, I, really. Yeah, I had, like I had a thing for Isaac, short. Isaac the bartender. You know why? You know that, <laughs> for you, Isaac the bartender. You know that dude was getting. He just, He's getting some Isaac serious cool. action on the love boat. Look, when you're a bartender yeah. on land, you could score. You could do it on a cruise on the on the love <laughs> yeah, the, boat. The, the and then you're serving drinks. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, yeah, Isaac. The, the demographics on a cruise aren't great for that. Uh, but, no, you know, yeah, it doesn't matter. That's where they, they might yeah, want to cut Julie loose. was, see, that was my, uh, uh, was who the, was the ice skater with the short, uh, yeah. God, I always forget her name. Tiny Harden. Tiny Harden. Not the ones who beat each other up. <laughs> definitely did Before not that, who was the big, oh, Dorothy Hamill. <laughs> Dorothy Hamill? It's like girl next door yeah. thing. All right, guys, we've never had an intervention on the show, but we're going to have one right and this applies to both of you guys, but perhaps a bit more to Mr. Overton. Mm, must be alcohol. Well, you know, neither of you guys are 25 anymore, and sometimes you need to take a break away from the alcohol. Oh, boy. So I want to talk to you about a healthy alternative to alcohol that can be just the right fix after a stressful day. You know, Woody, like a day after 10 crazies from Wisconsin come into town to kill a thousand wild boars. And you idiots end up killing a thousand Shiner Box at the same time. That's going to happen. <laughs> well, I know it is. And so I want to tell you about a product called Recess Mood. Mm. Think about it. Even the name sounds relaxing. 
Recess Mood is a delicious sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangover. Now, while Jim is looking up the meaning of adaptogens, I'll continue on. Real Life Real Crime and The Daily Show listeners get 15% off the Recess Mood Sampler Pack at takearecess.com slash R-L-R-C. That's takearecess.com slash R-L-R-C. You can enjoy Recess Mood after a busy day or whatever you need to relax and unwind. Recess Mood is made with real fruit and comes in four delicious flavors like strawberry rose and raspberry lemon. Mm. Those sound yummy. Yeah. It's only got 20 calories, doesn't have any sugar in it. So I don't know if you've ever had Guilt Woody. But if you do, recess mood could help you get rid of it. Yeah, but I've had the pain of not having a recess. Okay, well, you deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash R-L-R-C and get 15% off a recess mood sampler pack. It's your go-to alcohol replacement. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mm. Julia Cruz, director, was I remember next door. Dorothy Hamill. I was probably like seven. So she, All right, we're getting off topic. Right, yeah, sorry. Okay, okay. Let's reel it back in and sorry, let's talk Julia. about Carnival Cruise Line. <laughs> and two passengers have stolen $12,800 worth of sculptures from a Carnival Legend cruise. Mm. The FBI uh, reported this after they obtained a search warrant in the District Court of Maryland on Tuesday. The cruise departed from Baltimore to Bermuda and returned uh, on September 30th, FBI agent Grace Mayer wrote in the document. After an art auctioneer with Carnival Legend found the sculptures missing from the art gallery on October 1st, uh, what did he do? He checked surveillance footage, obviously. Uh, that surveillance footage showed the couple walking into the gallery empty-handed and walking out of the gallery holding objects that appeared to be the sculptures. Carnival conducts auctions on uh, for artwork on every ship, which include paintings, drawings, and sculptures. The FBI said it investigated the pair and found the Facebook account for one of the suspects. It later... Uh, the FBI later said it found a photo of the suspect on Facebook wearing a white shirt, dark vest, and striped tie that matched what one of the passengers was wearing on the surveillance footage. Nice. So they're putting it together. A spokesman with the U.S. Attorney General's office in Maryland said the FBI carried out that search warrant and found the sculptures in the couple's home in Baltimore. Row. Explain that. Yeah, explain that. You got a lot of explaining to do. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to press charges, obviously, for theft and transportation of stolen goods. The larger of the stolen sculptures was a piece of artwork by Robert Wiling called Kiss the Sea, mm-hmm. which the F- FBI estimates is worth $6,200. The other sculpture recovered is Tapping the Keys for the Love by Marcus Glenn, worth some $6,600. Both pieces 
are small enough to fit in a regular size backpack, and it's not the first time the FBI has recovered stolen artwork. In October, the FBI recovered a 300-year-old painting that was stolen from a German museum in 1945 from a Chicago resident. And in April of 2018, the FBI recovered a painting that had been missing for 30 years from a man who had ties with a Bulgarian syndicate. Yes. So even in international waters, you can't steal. Right. And you definitely don't want to steal from a cruise ship because you are on camera everywhere, everywhere. you freaking go. Everywhere. It's like you're in a That's like stealing from a casino. This is one of the reasons I don't really do cruises anymore, although I have one to take before January, which I probably won't use, is because I feel like I'm in prison. Because they it's kind of claustrophobic. Oh, no, 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 because they tell you when you can get on and get off and, and uh, you know, when they eat. But now I knew you had the buffets and 24 hour room service, but like your dinners, I don't like. Being put on those kind of schedules. I'll tell you what I did. Uh, my one and only cruise that I've done, but I will do more because I enjoyed it so much. I went on um, uh, Norwegian Cruise Line to and Alaska. cruised to Alaska. Best trip of my life, probably. Yeah. Uh, absolutely awesome. And um, I did not realize cruise ships were the size they were. I mean, they, they're they're cities. Yeah, and they, and they do do all these auctions and things like right. that. I remember on certain and floors and casinos and everything else. Yeah, we we did a one of these big three week European cruises uh, like eight years ago, and my kids were still pretty young when we did them, and my wife just totally over prepared for this thing and mm-hmm. did way too much research and set us up at every port with. with a private tour with okay so you know if you're in venice and you're in hour three of some you know 80 year old italian lady explaining to you the meaning of this thing with an eight and ten year old kid with you right i mean it doesn't really work out They're like, like, Dad, where can we get some ice cream and get the hell away from this lady? Boats and rice or something. So, So, yeah, don't overschedule your youngsters. I don't remember what the exact moniker was or if that's the correct word, but they talk about Kevin Bacon being. Six degrees of separation? Yeah, 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 something like that. But I'm going to tell you about Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon's days of being footloose and fancy free are over and but. But we're not talking about the famous actor known for his roles in Animal House and Wild Things and A Few Good Men. We're talking about those pit. are three. Those no, are three. three. I mean, come on, that's three, a power three, three right I there. I can tell you the is Animal House. I can tell you every every single line to the movie. Uh, but anyway, actually, my f- friend Archie and his significant other Jamie have this, and it's actually named Bacon. There's a pig in Pennsylvania who shares the celebrity's name has had a group of fans chasing him and following him online for the last two weeks after the animal ran away from his Gettysburg home. Owner Chelsea Rumba had only brought home Kevin Bacon the day before his daring escape in broad daylight. He rooted underneath the post and removed it from the ground and then went under that area of the fence. She said, soon after Bacon escaped, Rumball shared a poster around town and on social media, making him a page called Kevin's Home Adventures. You would think it would be easy to find a 200-pound pig back home where he belongs. You'd be wrong. Kevin Bacon had no intention of going home anytime soon. 
In fact, he led his owners, neighbors, and strangers on a wild pig chase, and people reported sightings all over town as numerous search parties spread out across the community. Kevin Bacon would quickly appear in the brush in the trees of people's yards, including his own home. He would eat the food people would leave to lure him out for capture and then quickly disappear back in the woods. This Kevin Bacon might be even sharper than his namesake. He even outsmarted various traps his owner set out. We got a net. He stepped around it, Rumbaugh said, and at the slightest crunch of a branch of tree leaves, he would take off. As the days went by, Kevin Bacon's fame spread across social media, and he got his own hashtag, hashtag Gettysburg Kevin. His fans worried when he wasn't seen for a day. But, boy, he wouldn't be seen down here for long. Again, he'd be in somebody's cooler. But he always returned and was clearly remaining in the area. Eventually, the pig story reached his namesake. The actor posted a plea online, bring Kevin Bacon home. The actor wrote while reposting an article about the runaway. The battle to bring Kevin Bacon home was won by something hardly anyone can resist. A sticky bun. Mm. Down here, we would call those a honey bun. But but this sweet treat held a secret ingredient, a pet safe fentanyl. What? Fentanyl? Yep. I'm just messing with this Benadryl. <laughs> oh, That's safe Benadryl. The piggy's mom set out the treat for the runaway to eat during one of the, his regular stops around the house for a snack. Took him a little time, but eventually he made his way home on Halloween morning. And after two steps outside, I saw that he had wandered into the pen on his own, Rumball wrote on Facebook. I dropped what I was holding and sprinted to the pen, stepped in and shut the door behind me. And it took a minute or two for Kevin Bacon to get over his frustration of being pinned in. But he has settled in nicely back at home in his newly reinforced pen with adopted piggy brothers and sisters. And now that Kevin Bacon is home, they're going to barbecue him and inject him with some Cajun injector and sell him for auction. Really? That's the way the story ended, huh? No, actually, it's, it ends like this. Now that Kevin Bacon is home and his owners have made the new celebrities extra comfy and relaxed. Very now, good. Are you the official pig correspondent? Oh, I'm a pig correspondent. I got seven hanging in a walk-in cooler right now. Uh, I don't recall that. Where was the crime in that store? Actually, for LSU, that might have been a double violation by recently reinstated Woody. He's just taunting the board today with some of his behavior on the show. I told you, the swim killed the board. And speaking of that, we want to shout out Josh Johnson for them cracklings he made. Oh, my God. That's one thing I haven't made yet. He promised me some of those. He's going to teach me. Oh, they were good. I carried him for 18 holes and so he could give I've me I've been some researching money. the boudin, too, because i got to start because I have so many pigs hanging. Uh, um, but he, he's most like the best boudin around. Oh, yeah. So, yeah no uh, doubt. That's my doppelganger. Mm. Yep. <laughs> he's your doppelganger. Okay. Right? Remember golfing? Yeah. 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 I remember. Do you guys remember the high school English teacher named Brianna Coppage? Yes. Who was put on leave because of her OnlyFans page? I can't. I tried logging on OnlyFans. It won't let me. I'll let you use my login. <laughs> I'm no serious because all the stories have been done. I'm like, what the fuck? I want to see what this is about. Mm-hmm. Now, I wasn't going for sex shit. I was just, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of famous people <laughs> on no, there. The way, I'm not saying I wouldn't have looked at the sex shit, but I, for some reason, I can't. Is there anything won't. on there other than sex shit? No. Yeah. The, 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 when you look, yeah, they at have the, some. Those, some you people see it's all famous chefs and and all these other people. They don't show the sex shit up front. But, but for some reason, my phone won't let me log into OnlyFans. 
I don't know why. Only fans get, uh, get back with me. Holla at your boy. It's a little fishy. But, it, you know, it turns out, so you remember Brianna. Wait, so have, you got a, an OnlyFans account? I have a picture of Brianna. Do you have an OnlyFans account? Not in, well, the, the, there the, is no <laughs> account with Mike Agavino's name on it. Yeah, I promise I would, you. Um, can you. I don't think you sign up with a fake name. Shit, I would have tried that I would, first. I wouldn't know. Yeah, you would not. I wouldn't know. Swim, swim with you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I stumped I, you there. Huh? No, no, no. I just, there's things Mr. I can't say. Turns out, <laughs> turns out Brianna's best friend and fellow high school English teacher from the same school. Another one? From the same what? school. They were telling another story. Megan Gaither also has. And OnlyFans page. There you go. A second teacher at a Missouri high school was put on leave after administrators discovered her OnlyFans side hustle. Megan Gaither, age 31, said during an interview with the St. Louis Post-Dispatch that she was placed on leave from her English teaching and varsity cheerleading coach Uh position on October 27th after district officials found out about her account on the OnlyFans platform. Gaither said in an interview that she made an account on the direct-to-subscribers website because she has over $125,000 in student loans and needed the extra income. Teaching does not financially support a person, Gaither said. It's really hard to stretch those paychecks during the summer. That's why I did it. I'm going to show Woody a little picture of that. Okay. And you remember her friend, right? Why don't you just bring me the real picture? According to the you report, know you signed According up. to the report, Gaither's pay, which includes a stipend for coaching the school's cheerleader squad, was around $47,500. The teacher said she initially took down her OnlyFans account around the same time that fellow teacher Brianna Coppage was placed on leave over her participation in selling explicit content. Weeks later, Gaither was outed for her racy side hustle. When Gaither took the account down, she claimed to have around 1,500 subscribers and was bringing in an extra three to five grand a month. Okay, so that's why she took her shit down. The other lady was making like 20, wasn't she? Uh, the other lady's uh, the other lady the other lady's a lot more is north that. of a million now. Yeah. What? The thirty one yes. the thirty one year old months. said all of her content was the thirty one year old said all of her content was faceless in an attempt to stay anonymous. Oh, Speculation funny. about Gaither's involvement on the platform began in mid October when she was seen in a video posted on Coppage's account. While the video didn't include Gaither's face, what? it was recorded at a party and she was seen in a public picture wearing the same costume uh-huh. that was worn in the video posted on OnlyFans. Quote, I was in like maybe four minutes of the entire thing and I definitely did not think this would be the thing that would ruin my entire career, Gaither said. The school district superintendent, Kyle Cruz, told the outlet that, quote, the district does not have a statement to issue at this time. Gaither said that after the video was posted, a student put a note underneath her classroom door. Oh, here it comes. Which stated that they knew her secret. She said that district administration told her she was placed on leave because of, quote, professionalism and student communication, an accusation she denies. Right now, I'm hoping to just make enough to support my family, Gaither added, stating that her choice to join OnlyFans was motivated by low teacher pay. In order to make change, you have to make noise. And I think this is what Brianna did, Gaither said. And I think that's what maybe I'm getting ready to do. Make noise about how unfair teacher pay can be. And in a Facebook Post, uh, Gaither said that she loved her job and she will be making noise. I love education and teaching and I love seeing students uh, and my cheerleaders learn and grow. This was uh, 
What what the is her first one. name again? That's the one that's making a million. Megan is the second girl. Megan Gaithen. M-E-G-A-N? She's the one that's making a million. M e g a n. Gaithen. This is the one that's making a million. Yeah, she actually said. Uh, Coppage told Fox yeah, that she's made she's made close to a million selling explicit content. in six in six months that. since yeah. six since months. her original story came out and that tells you the power of you know of Jim's favorite platform na- of Jim's favorite platform but it shows you the power of uh, news and. When her oh, name absolutely. got out, oh, it was the best thing ever. Her subs went through the roof, and you know what? Shout out to her. That's hey, right. if you can make a million dollars hey, taking your clothes school, off, good for district. you. Yes. And you're an adult. You're Chapman not raping says. kids and shit. That's it. Right? Okay. That's I, I want to know who's doing the hiring at the school. I mean, seriously, it, it doesn't matter. They, 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 this got all got started afterwards. Hey, if I borrow, I want a picture of the entire English department. If I borrow your login, can can I get the same? Using the people that you're twenty five hundred a month, yeah, Woody. Twenty five. You can keep up with Jim. That's how much you're spending. No, I don't have an account. That's how it's your whatever your pseudonym. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. You know when they accuse other people of things. Oh, I already know. You know how right, look, I'm gonna read people. Yeah, for a living. I know that's he's right. got an account, Miss Jerry. Though we want you to know it's officially for research on stories like this. Although he hasn't provided us with honey. But if I have, can you I have screenshots? You, why would I ever need OnlyFans? If you did, if you, uh, um, can you take screenshots? Uh, well, you could take a screenshot of a screenshot. You can video the video. Well, then do that probably. for us the next time that you see one of these stories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just take All a right. take an iPad or <laughs> take a phone and take a video of the what's on the iPad. All right. Well, there you go. All right, we're gonna we're gonna bring you to Tennessee, and look, we we, we reported just on our last episode about a pretty heinous decapitating yeah. uh, crime, and we've got another heinous crime for you. A judge has upheld the sentence of the only woman on Tennessee's death row almost thirty years after she killed a nineteen year old because she just felt mean that day. Forty seven year old Krista Pike's attorneys. Uh, Call, cited a recent Tennessee Supreme Court case in the hope it would uh, sway the judge to overturn the ruling. Now, the Tennessee Supreme Court wrote in the ruling, in fulfilling our duty to decide constitutional issues, we hold that an automatic life sentence when imposed on a juvenile homicide offender with no consideration of the juvenile's age or other circumstance violates the prohibition against cruel and unusual punishment. Uh, Pike was 18 years old, sounds like she was an adult to me, uh, when she killed Colleen Slimmer in January of 1995. The Nashville Tennessean reports Pike's attorney said her sentence should be amended because there is no hard line of maturity or the difference between the brain development of a 17-year-old and an 18-year-old. Eh. Judge Scott Green wrote in his decision the ruling applies only to juvenile homicide defenders, not adult offenders, and that I would agree with. Pike was convicted of the murder in 1996 and sentenced to death. And due to Pike's age at the time of the murder, she's the only person left on death row who was 18 years old when she committed the crime. Uh, She is also reportedly the only female on death row. Following the week's decision, Pike's attorney said in a statement that, uh, you know, they just basically tried to tried to again hammer down the fact that she was so young when she committed this crime she was she was 17 almost 18 um so to give you the details on january 12th of 1995 uh 
the, a friend saw Pike with Slimmer, Pike's boyfriend, and another student at, from a job corps center. The group walked away at approximately 8 p.m., and they returned two hours later without Slimmer. That same night, Pike reportedly went to her friend's room and said she slit Slimmer's throat multiple times with a box cutter, hit her with asphalt, and cut her back with a meat cleaver. She then carved a pentagram into Slimmer's forehead and chest. The appeal said Pike kept a piece of Slimmer's skull as a souvenir and even brought it to breakfast with her the next morning. She reportedly had a difficult upbringing, and they went through all of that uh, stuff. But uh, the premise of this case and why it's making you know such heavy news right now is uh, the Supreme Court has ruled that juvenile offenders uh, – you know, it's 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 not legal to have these uh, death penalties for juvenile offenders. Right. Um, you know, in my eyes, this does not fit that. She was almost eighteen years old. This was this ruling was designed for someone of a much right, lesser right, age. Right, right. And uh, so, whether you agree with it or not, uh, you know, I think that the the right call was made here personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you take the skull to breakfast the next very heinous yeah yeah, just horrible uh heinous crime wonder where she had breakfast where could you bring a skull could you we're we're already not getting sponsored by waffle house you could pull that off in waffle house but not at yeah you could bring a skull to waffle house well if you cleaned it well did you ever have to take driver's education yes jim yeah, so it must have been a real thing, right? Because I had to take it to what, what, saves on insurance. Yeah. yeah, so um, I take it to Houston, right? And I actually had a case, unfortunately, like this too. A sixty-one-year-old Houston Independent School District driving instructor is in jail Friday night for sexually assaulting a seventeen-year-old girl, according to HISD. Ronald Avery England quit working at school in twenty twenty-two. That's four years after the earliest known police report accusing him of sexual misconduct. Houston police said uh, Eglin sexually assaulted a 17-year-old student in the car and inside the office of his driving school in early October. We're still trying to ascertain the scope of this, but we do believe it happened over a matter of years, HPD uh, investigators said. Houston news outlets have continued to press HISD about the two school police reports. And despite two days of questioning, HISD will not say whether they knew about the previous allegation or how long Eglin was employed because they don't want more lawsuits. Although all they're revealing is that he was one, he was the one in his employment in 2022. HISD sent the message to Madison and South Early College High School parents on Thursday. This message. Effective immediately, the district has issued a ban against Ronald Eglin of Texas School of Driving. This absolutely ban that's this absolute ban prohibits Mr. Eglin from entering HISD facilities, campuses, and buildings. It's necessary because the district has received reports of safety concerns about his interactions with students. The Texas Education Association says that Eglin's name is not in their teacher certification database. There are multiple prior offense reports and complaints about the offender assaulting other teenagers between the ages of 15 and 19 in the same way a judge said. Um, in comments posted on Instagram, multiple women say he was known for inappropriate behavior. One woman even told 
Um, the news that he employed her at his driving school when she was a teen and told her she could watch porn on the office computer. She quit shortly after. According to the Texas Department of License and Regulation, he's been given a driving instructor since 2010 and operated a driving school since 2011. How perfect for a, a, a preferential pedophile, right? The department is investigating matter determining if his license will be revoked. I had similar case and I had put the, I put the guy in jail uh, after I got a confession out and first he was like mm, no I didn't really do anything and then I polygraphed him and broke him down like a little bitch and then he admitted that in the in the some stuff the gall and the balls of this guy to go to that 17 year old and say hey if you want to watch porn on my lie. computer it's he, cool he probably had a camera set up he was hoping maybe she's on yeah but you know these uh, too bad she waited till now to she, say she has a father somewhere if oh, my yeah. daughter came oh, yeah. and told me that, oh, I would beat oh, the yeah. shit oh, yeah. out of that guy. Yeah. yeah, and and just the balls of yeah. Yeah, he won't Come on watch Oh my gosh! If my daughter came up and told me that, yeah, yeah. crazy. crazy. I think every, for some reason everybody who does that is. Uh, I'm just trying to remember who the driving instructor. Mine was uh, uh, the assistant football coach. Oh no no I, no! I had. Somebody way more banged up than that. But they also had one of those cars that has dual wheels. So yeah, there's yeah, you can, yeah. so yeah. they can they can give you the wheel at a point or they yeah, can they take get, it away from you or they can brake from their side of the car. Yeah. Definitely. I haven't seen a, a driving school car lately. I don't know if they do that. Um gonna tell you about a story that hits uh hits pretty hard, uh, but I think you know, hits upon something that we've all probably been worrying about. I know that I have been, and and uh, I would guess many Americans have. We're going to go back to Houston, where a Palestinian man has been arrested after authorities say he was planning a terror attack against Jews. The news comes as Israel has rebuffed President Biden's calls for a humanitarian pause in their war on Hamas, and has pro and as pro Palestinian and anti Israeli protesters are rallying across the globe uh, with a huge one in Washington, D.C. over the weekend that had over 100,000 people participate. Last week, the FBI warned that individuals inspired by Hamas might look to carry out terror attacks on American soil, especially against Jews, and in the last two days, those fears have proven legitimate. Over the weekend, the FBI arrested a 20-year-old Palestinian man who had been studying how to build bombs and posted online about his support for killing Jews. This is according to Christopher Ray, the director of the FBI. The man initially entered the country legally as a tourist, but overstayed his visa. The FBI says they first began investigating the man after agents discovered a video of him at a shooting range practicing with a semi-automatic rifle. Given his illegal status, he's not permitted to possess firearms. After further investigation, it was, it was discovered that the man had viewed, quote, detailed content posted by radical organizations. He had referenced, quote, martyrdom online and was allegedly planning a specific terror attack targeting Jewish people in the Houston community. At the moment, a judge has ordered he be detained pending trial. Uh, as I said, we've seen a number of large uh, demonstrations throughout the last month and the biggest ones this weekend. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but the the one that occurred right in front of the White House uh, had people smearing blood with 
you know, red paint to look like blood with handprints on the White House entrance gate, entrance gates, and chanting slogans like "Genocide Joe" and "Biden, Biden, you are a liar," and a bunch of uh, negative things aimed toward the uh, the present administration and the stance behind Israel. All this while there are still an estimated 600 Americans currently trapped in Gaza, along with a thousand or so. European citizens trapped in Gaza. Stop the hate. Everybody. Yeah. Need peace. Well, let me tell you, it's, it's, um, you know, I watched uh, Joe Rogan had a Navy SEAL just a couple of days ago on his podcast. And, and this particular guy was also a UFC fighter. And, and I love it when he's on Joe's show. He's, he's very educated. He's had some TV shows and stuff. And, and this, uh, he is also a contractor now and he will, he actually went in after all this went down and rescued some people. Yeah. Uh, and he's the real deal. Y'all there are people that walk this earth that are just a different breed of human right. and they will go into the most dangerous of circumstances and it won't even raise their blood pressure. He's one of those people, right. but uh, you know, Joe and him were talking about this and it's serious. It's, you know, this is an issue for humanity, and uh, people really need to, uh, like Woody just said, you know, hate is an ugly, ugly thing, and it will destroy, it will not only destroy a person, but it will destroy society, yeah. and uh, and we really, really need right now in this world to remember what it's like to, to love again. I don't mean to sound like uh, 70s you know, peace and, and all of that, because I'm the farthest thing from it. But, um, we need it. We need to learn to love each other again as right. a society. And, and then we do. And then peace, 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 peace. I'm going to say it. And we end every show with it. We end That's right. the, the daily show with it. We end bloody and gold with it. And we're going to continue to end with it. And if we can get one person not to be an asshole, uh, uh, that'd be love. Right. That's right. Scary stuff. Scary, very scary stuff. Nope. We're not doing mile high crimes first. We're doing kinky crimes today kinky first. Crimes. We're just throwing a kink Ugh. in kinky crimes. We'll throw the kink in kinky crimes for Thursday. Y'all better hold on to this one. So a woman has been accused of drunkenly attacking a cab driver by twisting his nipple. Hey, All right? and we that could be that fun. And and biting his shoulder in Boulder, Colorado Ooh, last week. A little nibble. 23-year-old Pepper Barga punched and kicked the Boulder County cab driver in the abdomen and hit him with a can of iced tea after <laughs> she could not pay for her cab fare. Police responded to a report of a disturbance. When officers arrived, they found the cab driver near his car and Varga standing near a tree. Varga took a swig of peppermint schnapps before approaching officers. <laughs> Perfect. Right? The cab driver, who is not identified, told police that he drove Varga to her desired location. And after she didn't have the money to pay, she asked, hey, can you come up to my apartment? Hey. Just as the cab driver started to walk with her, that's when she punched him. And when he tried to return in his cab, Varga followed him and forced the door open, got on top of him, hey. twisted his nipple. Yes. And bit his shoulder, right? Sounds like fun the, to me. Look. 
nothing hurts more than a titty twister, right? And I always do that to my, my boy. I said, what hurts worse than a snake bite? And then be like, what? And I said, titty twister. Right? I think it was John Cougar Mellencamp who said it hurts so good. Yeah, it hurts so good, right? <laughs> Yeah, I'm not, I'm not into the whole two twisting thing, but let's go with it. Uh, um, so, uh, anyway, the cab driver told police that Varga got out of the car and punched the window and kicked the door just before climbing on top of the cab's roof. Now she's fucking Spider Woman, right? Mm-hmm. Varga was charged with first degree criminal trespass, misdemeanor, third degree assault, obstruction of peace officer, resistance arrest, and criminal mischief. And the cab driver said he wasn't badly hurt, but was in pain from the nipple twisting. Because mm. he's not. Wait, how do you treat one of those? Mm, Twisted the other way. Yeah. <laughs> Untwisted. <laughs> Untwisted. <laughs> when asked why she chose to twist his nipple, Varga explained she had a nipple fetish and assumed the rough play would turn him on. Hey. Right? Anyway, that's a woman that's who it. knows her kinky. Yes, she does. Kinkiness. We have a picture oh, of her. Oh, let's see. It may make it up or may not. That's a. Hey, uh, two, two uh, Mike's gonna look up and see if she has an only Mike says, account. <laughs> don't knock it till you try it. She, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Only fans come sponsor. I wouldn't picture today. Pepper Varga as a nipple twister. But what, what does a nipple twister look like? What's a nipple twister look like? Not yeah. like Pepper Varga. What's a nipple twister look like? Mike? I don't know. Yes, I think, so. I think maybe <laughs> Megan Gaither looks like a you can now nipple twister. Where is she? <laughs> Give me your login and I'll find out. <laughs> Gosh, we're look, we're gonna give you a mile high crime for today. And you know, you hear people killing people and then flying out of the country. Wait a minute, that. you went out of order and then you reversed. That's back. right. That's yeah. I think that's a bylaw violation. No, I told you the boar is dead. We swim, go swim, kill the boar. Counterclockwise. Well, we're, we're in a constant state of we're, counterclockwise. We're, like we're peaceful revolutionaries. We'd like to keep you on your that toes. It was a double double reverse right, right mile there. Mile right. high. End around. An end around. (laughs) Okay, so as I was saying, you know, sometimes uh, you hear people, they'll kill somebody, then they'll catch a flight out of of the country or whatever. It happens all the time. Rarely does it happen where they kill them at the airport and catch a flight out of the country. An international manhunt continues to find a Massachusetts man suspected of fatally stabbing his girlfriend whose body was found at Boston Logan International Airport. Uh, Maggie Mitboo's family reported her missing last Monday, and then on Wednesday, the 31-year-old's body was found inside her vehicle at the airport parking garage. Police have identified 40-year-old Kevin Kangeth as a suspect, they said he was seen on surveillance video and boarded a plane to Kenya shortly after the killing. Massachusetts police have issued an arrest warrant, and they're working with authorities in Kenya to find him. Wow. So, it's good at on the airport, I mean, that's crazy. You don't hear that too often. You got cameras everywhere in there. At Logan, though, you know, a lot of bad stuff happens. So that is your mile high crime. You can now take off that belt and move freely around the cabin. Lay it on us. We've got a Thursday dumb criminal story right, for you. Right. Yeah. Today we've got one of those dummy stories where it turns out it's the police who mm. are the dummies. Happens. Quick question, Moody. 
Does the glaze from a glazed donut look anything like crystal meth? Uh, it could. It could look like the ice before it's broken up. Mm. Yeah. Wow. You're giving more credit to my dummies than my, I wanted you to give. I wasn't the cop who ate donuts, but <laughs> the, I have had a Krispy Kreme or two in my day. Well, a man who was arrested after police mistook the glaze on his Krispy Kreme donut for crystal meth has received a $37,500 settlement. Daniel Rushing, age 64, sued the city of Orlando after he was arrested on drug charges. Law enforcement had spotted four small flakes of glaze on his floorboard, and they thought they were pieces of crystal meth. Oh, Lord. Rushing told the officers that they were likely bits of the Krispy Kreme donut he'd just eaten, but he was arrested for possession of meth after two roadside drug tests tested him positive for the illegal substance. An IK test. I couldn't believe it, Rushing said. I've never even smoked a cigarette before, let alone meth. Weeks later, a state crime lab cleared Rushing of the drug allegations, and all charges against him were dropped. Rushing told the Orlando Sentinel that he had been trying to open up a security business, but can't because of his arrest record. I haven't been able to work, Rushing said. People go online and see that you've been arrested. Rushing, a retiree from the Orlando Parks Department, received a check for $37,500 last week and told the Sentinel he's pleased with the outcome of the case. Corporal Shelby Riggs Hopkins wrote in an arrest report that she noticed flakes on Rushing's floorboard. The police department at the time said that the arrest was lawful and didn't explain why the glaze tested positive for methamphetamine in both field tests. Riggs Hopkins was given a written reprimand for making an improper arrest, and the Orlando Police Department is in the process of training more than 730 officers on the proper use of field test kits. Yeah, they're not fucking hard. It's three glass things inside a plastic container. You put your test sample in it, and you got to break them from le- no. left to right. Unfortunately, and then you shake it, and if it turns blue, it's meth. Unfortunately, we've got to give a little serenade to Corporal Shelby Riggs Hopkins, who couldn't figure out how call, to administer hey, that field test. Call, Sorry, Corporal. Call your union representative. Fight that shit. Yeah. yeah. Tests, and look, those dumb. tests, they act like those tests were gold, bro. It was hard to get them. Even when I was working narcotics, they were like, oh, you just got some like yesterday. I'm like, motherfucker, I made a rest last night. I need some more. Yeah. That and crime scene tape. They act like it was gold. Really? Yep. Crime scene? Crime scene tape. I bet it's expensive. I don't know. How about just a little, if you have a little flake, you know, one of those? They, they, they disapprove of it, the old gunk, rubbing the cocaine on your gums to see if they go numb tactic. I just that smell it. doesn't really hold up in court. I smell it. <laughs> a Krispy Kreme? Come on. It smells like cocaine. Yeah, yeah they sound like this. Sorry, dude, Corporal, this but I, I don't know. Yeah. They stole what? what? They That's stole right. Them, Chapman. I've got a great they stole what today. And they have finally charged four men in connection with the theft of a valuable golden Toilet oh. from the palace where Winston Churchill was born. Yeah. The 18-karat gold toilet is worth the equivalent of nearly $6 million. I bet it's heavy as fuck. It, 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 I'm actually going to post a picture on Facebook. Right. And you can, Yes, it is heavy. It was stolen from the palace in Woodstock, Oxfordshire, England in 2019. Give us an accent. That's... <laughs> Uh, 
Hard to fence that. I need it? to use the loo. <laughs> the golden loo. Hello. Loo. Has anybody seen the loo? The golden loo. <laughs> the toilet is a sculpture created by Italian artist Maurizio Cataline. Oh, sure. Maurizio. Wait, it, it's not functional? Uh, it's created in 2016 entitled America. It is fully functional. <laughs> the toilet is entitled America. Take it yes. Shit. Wow. Take it it shit. Is, this guy was a prophet. And it is fully functional and has been installed in the bathroom formerly used by Churchill on loan from the Guggenheim Museum. <laughs> you like that? Guggenheim. Nine. No. The, <laughs> the toilet has not. Have you <laughs> ever been to Guggenheim? I'm sorry. Yes. Okay, the so, Guggenheim. No, no, no. no. no um, Guggenheim, I think it's in France. Okay. Right, well. No, no. The Guggenheim's in New York City. Oh, is it? <laughs> It's in France. It's a freaking Guggenheim. That's the Louvre. The um, Louvre. Well, the right. Louvre. Well, where was it? Didn't we have a museum? And what was the story? Oh, it was in Basel or something. Uh, remember the with the 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 stupid creature story I told a few weeks out? Oh, got it. Cockatrice. Yeah, the cockatrice. Um, Can I finish my story? Yeah, well, oh, okay. You weren't done. So. <laughs> no, I was not. The toilet has not been found. That they, was going to be your next question, Mike. Because they melted it. Like, the four men charged are James Sheen, Charles Michael Sheen. Jones, Fred Doe, and Bora Gugick. They will appear in court November 28th, and we're going to post the actual golden toilet because they still have not located it. But y'all, if it, I would love to sit on that. Toilet. Oh, wait, too. Then I'd melt it. Not? I'd do exactly what they did and melt it down. No, it's no, legit. But it doesn't do gold. anything that it's probably been smelted. Japanese right. toilets do that, 400 pounds. that heat, you know, and, and shoot the water and do all it's that stuff. It's funny that, that Churchill used to shit on it in America, literally. Well, to tell you, you know, put this all into perspective, a tenth ounce gold eagle, let's say, yeah. coin, yeah. okay, cost right now, today, as we're recording, about $250. That's for one-tenth of one Mm -hmm. ounce of solid gold. That's a solid gold toilet. Go lift up your toilet at home. I know. It's got to be. It's got to be. That gold's got to be. That's got to be three or four hundred pounds. It's crazy. Guggenheim. Yeah. yeah, but that was really one of my people. Hey, so it's okay making a toilet out of gold and calling it America. People in Germany would say Guggenheim, right? Yeah. That's okay. That's right. And I got the Louvre. The Louvre. We're going to use the loo. The loo. Hello. Did you dug bait? Did you see the golden loo? <laughs> <laughs> Any final thoughts? Love to see that Rosetta Stone paint off for you guys. The, <laughs> the love to all the listeners. Please continue to like and listen and share and subscribe and do all that good shit. Go leave us a review if you get a chance. Our original Real Life Real Crime drops on Tuesdays in case you're looking for it. Bloody Angola drops on Thursdays, and stay tuned. More to come. More to come. Mike, what you think? Be safe out there. Be safe out there. And uh, until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. For Real Life, Real Crime Daily. Peace. Aglets. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.